Hello everyone. This is the written spoken podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. The podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs as one being taught and fitly spoken. The podcast also provides other content intended to encourage and refresh you and challenge you to focus on the word, the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us. If you have listened before, welcome back. I am your host, Esther Wright. Welcome back to the 2023 holiday edition of the Written Spoken Podcast. We are in week three of the Advent season. As a reminder, the four themes of Advent are hope, peace, joy, and love. In keeping with the Advent calendar, our focus today is joy. It is a familiar story, the story of the angel Gabriel announcing to Mary that God had chosen her to be the mother of the Word made flesh. Luke, the beloved physician and disciple of Jesus, documents Mary's response. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Luke 1.38 He also records what happened after Mary accepted the mission. Let us read those verses together in Luke 1, verses 39 to 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah, and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Elizabeth knew through the Holy Spirit that she was in the presence not only of Mary, her younger cousin, but in the very presence of her Lord, who was in the womb of Mary. Elizabeth knew this amazing truth, and so did John, while yet in his mother's womb. Elizabeth expressed her joy with a loud cry. John leaped for joy in his mother's womb. 
If there was ever a reason for a woman to cry out exuberantly and for a baby to leap with joy in his mother's womb, this was it. They were in the presence of the Word made flesh. Hundreds of years before Elizabeth and the baby John expressed joy at being in the presence of the Word made flesh, although they could not see him, the psalmist King David declared in Psalm 16:11, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Also in Psalm 21, as he rehearsed to God many of the blessings God had bestowed him, David included this blessing recorded in verse 6. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. But what is joy? The Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary defines joy as the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, the expression or exhibition of such emotion, a state of happiness or felicity, a source or cause of delight. However, as shared by the creators of the Bible Project, the biblical definition of joy differs from the secular definition of joy. I will share excerpts from the creators of the Bible Project's word study of joy. They define joy as an attitude God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promise. They note that the earlier followers of Jesus were known for being full of joy, even when they were persecuted, Acts 5.41. And we see this attitude exemplified in the life of the Apostle Paul. For example, while in a dirty Roman jail, not a five-star hotel or the comfortable home of a friend. Paul kept choosing joy. Philippians 3.1 They report that Paul called this joy the joy of faith or joy in the Lord. They state that Paul believed this joy was the gift of God's Spirit. Romans 15.13 a sign that Jesus' presence is with you, inspiring hope in the midst of hardship. And they further state, When you believe that Jesus' love has overcome death itself, joy becomes reasonable in the darkest of circumstances. They are careful to note that the experience of joy does not mean we engage in the unhealthy and unnecessary practice of ignoring 
or suppressing our sorrow. They remind us that Paul often expressed his grief about missing loved ones or losing friends or his own freedom. He called it being sorrowful and yet always rejoicing. 2 Corinthians 6.10 Paul both acknowledged his pain and made a choice to trust Jesus that his loss wouldn't be the final word. That truth bears repeating. Paul both acknowledged his pain and made a choice to trust Jesus that his loss wouldn't be the final word. They end the word study of joy with this statement. Christian joy is a profound decision of faith and hope in the power of Jesus' own life and love. I will repeat that statement. Christian joy is a profound decision of faith and hope in the power of Jesus' own life and love. Let us revisit the proclamation of his birth in Matthew 1.23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which when translated means God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. The eternal word who became flesh and dwelt among us. The light that cannot be overcome by darkness. The only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. The Lord in whose presence there is fullness of joy. Because of Emmanuel, we can have joy although our heart is broken our dreams dashed or remain unfulfilled, or we have suffered wrenching loss. Why? Because for the children of God, joy is not the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, as secular sources state. Christian joy is produced in us by the Holy Spirit. As stated in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that we do not have to manufacture joy. It is the result of your presence, the fruit of your spirit within us. As we go through this third week of Advent, 
Grant us a renewed awareness of your constant presence with us. Help us to live in the light of the truth that you are our joy. And with a steady yielding to your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Links to resources referenced in today's episode will be shared in the episode's description. As mentioned in the previous episode, for the month of December, the podcast schedule has been changed from every two weeks to every week leading up to Christmas. As we prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of our Savior and Lord Jesus. The next episode of the Written Spoken Podcast will air on Christmas Eve, December 24th. I hope you will join me again. Please share and rate this episode and leave a review on the platform where you listen to your podcasts. Reviews help others to discover the podcast. Also, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you will be notified when future episodes are published. The Written Spoken Podcast is also on Instagram. You can find written excerpts of previous episodes there and a link to the podcast in my bio. The e-version of my book, Sliced Bread, Food for the Spirit, is available on Amazon. I will let you know when other versions of that book become available. As we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life, may we speak the truth in love. May our words be seasoned with grace. May we remain committed to being deeply rooted in our God and His love. May gratitude be our lifestyle during Advent and in every season.